Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Well, good morning. God is good, isn't he? That was great, great worship as usual. And let's continue worshiping in the Word. Today, we'll continue with our new series entitled, Be Strong in the Lord. And this is part three. And part one, we uh, taught that there were two things that we must be. And part two, we said that uh, there's one thing we must do. And so if you look at Ephesians chapter 6, we'll just review those two verses that we went over those two weeks. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. So let's continue uh, the series of being strong because we, we must, must, must be strong. It's really an interesting thing. Let's look at our verse 12. Let's, let's look at verse 12. It tells us why we need to be strong. It says, for the struggle is not against flesh and blood. And that's a rude awakening for uh, all of us, really, because even though we know that scripture, we have it memorized. That's no problem. We have it memorized. But the thing is that we still get upset with flesh and blood. You know, I said, my goodness gracious, you know, we still think that somebody is our enemy. And you, you, you just think about it now. Think about it. We think that flesh and blood is what's causing most problems in the world. And the scripture says we don't struggle with flesh and blood. So if we don't struggle with flesh and blood, that means it's not flesh and blood that's causing the problems. Then who's causing the problems? As it tells us here. That, um, that it says that we're struggling against the rulers, meaning the, the, the chiefs, the, the, the princes. We, we're ruling against them. We're ruling against the power forces in the heavens. That, that's the, the, the exosio, that's the authority figures in the, in the, in the dark world against the world forces of this darkness. The, the, and that speaks of the rulers of the darkness. They have different, different levels there uh, of, of darkness. And it says against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And wickedness is just, some people are just malicious. They, they are just uh, uh, and we, we, we tend to uh, think about that, and we blame people, and the world blames people. But, see, we can't be like the world. We know the situation. So uh, when, when you're going to 
go think about unpacking this verse, and you say, well, well, God, this, this, is, this doesn't seem right because I know my neighbor, he lets that dog out, and that dog comes over here, he eats my cat food, and, um, and runs my cat away, and then... Uh, he barks at night. They let him out to use the bathroom. He barks and barks and barks, and I'm trying to get some sleep. Uh, my neighbor is a problem. But see, your neighbor's not the problem because we don't walk against flesh and blood. We don't struggle against flesh and blood. You know, uh, come, uh, you, you're already listening to the commercials probably and getting stuff in the mail. You, you, you see, well, oh, this person's running for governor. This person's running for governor. And you have ads, and people, ads are paid for. Of course, you know that. So one say, "Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to vote for this one because that person you're gonna get in another Donald Trump." You say, "So you don't want to vote for him. You need to vote for this one." Then another one say, "Oh man, if you vote for that one over there, what's gonna happen is that he already said that the, the, the parents they they don't have nothing to do with their kids in school. They they should have nothing to do with it. And and we're gonna murder kids. I don't care if it's up to the second before their birth. You can murder them. It's okay." So you have all these things, and you say, well, that man is crazy. But see, it's not the man. And think about it, because, see, we have in this congregation, whether you know it or not, we have people who, are, who, who, who probably voted for uh, environmentalists and, and things like that, because we have some of those running for president. You have some running for the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, Things like that. And we have all that probably in this congregation. You know? And see, you're not, you, we're not supposed to say, I can't believe that person voted for uh, Trump when it was four years ago. I can't believe he did that. Man, I can't believe it. And then this, this year they said, well, I can't believe they voted Democrat. I can't believe it. What is they not even a Christian? I've heard that before on TV. I'm serious. And then people uh, in the congregation, they find out that you, you're Republican or Democrat. They say, well, something wrong with you. You know, something wrong with you. And that is not the problem. I'm telling you, it's not the problem. It's not the problem. Now, do the principalities and, and all these powers and the dark forces, do they affect people? Absolutely. 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 When somebody put their, you know, knee or something on, on somebody's uh, neck and, and, and choke them to death, and they're supposed to be a police person, uh, and they're choking the man to death, and you say, well, that man is terrible. The police, so let's defund the police. Well, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Because, because if you defund them, who's going to protect you? <laughs> you know? Then you say, well, this person over here, now they, 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 you know, they, they're for, you know, white supremacy. So you surely wouldn't vote for this part of the party over here. They are not the problem. It's the principalities, the powers, the rules of the doctor that affect people. And whether you know it or not, they affect us too. They really do. They affect us too. And you say, well, no, 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 no. It's all these crazy people in this world. That's the problem. Well, what happened when God created Adam 
and he made Eve, we didn't have all these crazy people, right, that we have now. So what, what's the deal? What's the deal? Who was the problem? You didn't, you didn't have Democratic Party. You didn't have Republican Party. You didn't have the environmentalists. You didn't, you didn't have, you know, warming pills. You didn't have all that stuff. So what was the problem in the garden? You see? So you got you, you still have the principalities of power. You have you have these dog force. You have uh, atmospheric things that we do not see. So I, t- I titled the message today: How can you fight what you cannot see? How can you fight it? See, so so that's why a lot of times we rather fight a person. Because, see, we can see the person. We hear the person. See? But, see, the person is being affected by something that you don't know they're being affected by. Sin is not just, uh, it just didn't uh, come, come about. You know, God didn't say, well, you know what? I'm going to make Adam. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sin and give him a woman. And then they're going to right against each other and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna fall well see that's not what God did that's not what God did all good gifts from above they come down from the father of light so we know that God is not the author of evil we know that so we know that we have to have an enemy and that's what God is trying to tell us so that the church will be a light to the world and be a force in the world to say, no, we are not going to do this. We are not going to be against our brothers and sisters. We are not going to accuse them of this and that. You see, if it weren't for them, you see, uh, all these uh, people who didn't vote, that's why we have the Democrats in office. And in, in the previous ministry, said, we had all these people not voting, and that's why the Republicans was in order office. No, it, it's the principalities and the powers that's affecting people and affecting this world. Let's look at it just a little bit here in Daniel. Let's go to Daniel chapter 10. Let's start in verse 10. And, and I know you've read it. You have a problem memorized. You know what it says that then behold... A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. Verse 11. He said to me, O Daniel, man of high esteem, understand the words that I am about to tell you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up, trembling. Verse 12. Then he said to me, do not be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to, for on understanding, and Daniel was, uh, 
he was he was in mourning for uh, three weeks and and uh, didn't eat anything, uh, dainty and all those things. Uh, he he was he was in prayer and things. He says this and on trembling yourself before uh, humbling yourself before the your, your God. Your words were heard. Isn't that something? Hmm. On, I can't understand. You see, he said, he said that he was heard. And I have come to respond to your words. But the prince of the king, kingdom of Persia, was withstanding me. Where is this going on? Is this a natural thing going on here? See, he, he, he withstood me for 21 days. For, he said, then behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, the good angels, came to help me. For I had been left there with the king of Persia. Now, if you can imagine, the word picture that's given us that Daniel stood humbling himself and praying. God sends the answer. Here's an angel, and if you read, read before that, it tells you uh, how how awesome this angel was. And it says that, but he was held up. That means that Daniel's prayer didn't get heard. Because he was bringing the answer. But he was held up by other dark forces in the heavens and couldn't get through. So Michael comes and get him through. And now he's coming to let Daniel know you, you were heard from the, from the first beginning, but I was held up. Is it possible that, that what we want in life, what you pray for in your marriage, your children, for your job, for this church, for the city of Lynchburg, for, um, for Virginia, for the United States, is it possible that what we may be praying for that you want to happen, get held up. Is it possible that what you want to happen, there is a spiritual force over Lynchburg that keeps people from getting saved? Is it possible? Well, we know it's the word of God, don't, don't we? Because we know that the that Satan, he's that God's word. He 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 blinds the eyes of the unsaved, so they can't see the uh, the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's a spiritual war we're in now. It's a spiritual one now, and so I know some of you want your Relatives saved, some of you want your uh, parents saved, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, and, and uh, sometimes your, 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 your children. 
uh, your mate. It could be a lot of different things that you're praying for. But see, there are unseen forces that are affecting these things that we want to happen. We don't want uh, Lynchburg to be a, a bad city. We want it to be a, a excellent city. We want it, we want people saved in Lynchburg. We don't want all these different churches fighting against each other about who's the best. We want uh, it's the God's church. It's God's church all over the universe. It's God's church. There's only one church, and so we might worship in different places, but we're all supposed to be brothers and sisters in the Lord. And it doesn't matter what you call yourselves. It doesn't matter. You're still a Christian. You see? A Christian. And so, therefore, we got to realize that stop fighting against ourselves. Stop talking about each other. Stop talking about the loss. Yeah? And that's, that's why we, we, as we go along, when we get into the latter part of this um, chapter we're going to talk about prayer because nothing's going to happen without prayer suppose daniel said man you know i I see i see what's going on i see this vision but you know what i'm not going to pray man i'm not going to humble myself and not eat dangerous man i want some pie and cake you know i'm not going to be there humbling myself it's probably not going he's not probably not going to hear me anyway what's going to be going to be because god's in control of everything so why should I pray? Well, see, we know that some people think that way, but it's not supposed to be for the church because we know that nothing happens without prayer. Doesn't happen. So I said, oh, God, this is, this is good. How can, how can we, you know, really fight an enemy that we just can't see? Well, one way is that uh, what was mentioned already today is that um, we need the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God sees everything, knows everything. And he prompts us to do things that uh, helps to bring about that which he wants, that God wants. So uh, the Father wants. So I'm telling you, it is good. Let's look at our second Corinthians. Now, when we go to Second Corinthians, what was going on is that in First Corinthians, he wrote on a, on an issue that this um, this person in the congregation uh, was was uh, immoral. He was he was having a relationship with his father's wife. Now, it wasn't his mother, but it was his father's wife. So he was having a relationship with him, and and so. Uh, when when the when the man of God found out about it, he said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Paul said, "This this man is is, is we can't, we can't do this. Y'all, y'all acting all prideful. What I want you to do is I I have determined I'm going to turn him over to Satan. That's what I'm going to do for the destruction of his flesh. And what I want y'all to do is put him out of your assembly because a little leaven leavens the whole lump." So uh, he said that uh, something like this hasn't even been, been heard of even in the Gentiles, less known in the church. Come on. We're not going to do that. No, we're not doing that. Put him out. Put him out. Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, that's where we are now. 
in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse six. He says something here. He says, "Sufficient for such a one is this, is this punishment, which was inflicted by the majority." So that means that that uh, in First Corinthians, this was this was going on. Then he writes again and says, "He has repented. He has repented." He's come to his senses uh, because I turned him over to Satan, and and so he was he got he got straight real quick, and so therefore he has repented, and he's sorry for this, and and repentance is actually turning 180 degrees. It's not continually doing something uh, continuously because some people say, well, you know, I repented. No, you asked for forgiveness. You didn't repent because you're still doing it. You know. No, we're not going that way. We're going to turn from this sin. And so this person had repented. And it says that so that, on the contrary, you should rather forgive and comfort him. And see, there, there are people, and you notice when I read the sixth, sixth verse, it says, it was inflicted on by the majority. There are always going to be some people who are not going to go along with what you have said. But, but the majority, you know, will. But know that sometimes as a congregation, you have to, um, you just have to not allow sin to stay in a congregation. Like I said, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So we, we can't do that. And when you do have to uh, bring the person to account and they refuse to repent, they refuse to hear you, you've taken, you went to them by yourself, you went to them with two or three, you, uh, you took it to the church, you still not, they're not going to repent, uh, so you have, to, you have to put them out. You have to put them out. And you said, nobody does that because if you put them out, they're going to just go to another church. Well, that's up to them, you know. But what you, you, you're responsible for this church that you're part of. That's what you're responsible for. And so that's what they were right here. They, they were part of this church at Corinth. So um, everybody didn't agree, but the majority did. And he says that I want you to forgive him. I want you to forgive him. And it says that uh, forgive and comfort and that's, 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 that's for, for somebody, it's going to be hard because somebody uh, still dislikes this person and hates this person because they were fur friends with his mother-in-law. So he said, oh, no, 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 stepmother. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. No, we're gonna, we, I'm not going to comfort him. I'll forgive him, but I don't want him nowhere around me. I don't want him to... Uh, uh, say anything to me. I'm still not going to eat with them. I know you said don't even eat with a person like that. I'm still not going to eat with them. Uh, they are, they are, I X them out of my, my book. And Paul says, no, we, we're not going to do that. We're going to forgive them. We're going to comfort them. Uh, otherwise, such a one might be overwhelmed with excessive sorrow. And somebody said, well, good. 
Praise God. You know, he's overwhelmed. Maybe he'll commit suicide, you know. Uh, and you say, well, uh, that's not good. But people do that now. People do that. And also, people wish people do that. And you say, well, no, people don't know wish nobody do that. I'm telling you, if you do something bad to somebody closest, to, and, and, and it might be, I mean, somebody um, that's maybe your relative, might be your sister, might be your brother, might be your mama. Uh, uh, some people say some things that might not be too good. You know, verse 8 says, Wherefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love for him. My love for him, love God and love all people. Ooh, ooh. For to this end also I wrote so that I might put you uh, to the test whether you are obedient to all things. So I said, oh, my goodness. Paul wanted to see because he represents God. So God is writing this now through Paul. He said, but. One whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, I did it for your sake in the presence of Christ. Now, now this, is, this is what I outlined, highlighted, so that no advantage would be taken of us us now he's talking about him paul as well as the congregation of us by satan how is he going to get advantage for we are not ignorant of his schemes because you remember that's what we start off with we we're not you know satan has schemes so so we're saying that here and paul is telling us that one of his, 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 his schemes is to get people in unforgiveness. That's what it is. And so uh, I'm trying to, I, I like to read what the scripture says because, because we have to see this. This is the word of God. And so things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. So I want to give natural examples because sometimes uh, uh, if you don't give natural examples, sometimes we go right out of here and do the same thing we've been doing, talking about uh, this group of people, that group of people, whatever the situation may be, uh, when that's not what God is saying. Uh, if, if they have done something against you, if they have said something against you, uh, uh, because I, I, I know people, people do that because I've heard it, and, and it says right here that Satan will try to get an advantage of you when you get in unforgiveness, has anybody in here been wronged? <laughs> yes. Praise God. Has anybody here been talked about? Yes. Amen. Woohoo. Yes, yes, yes. Has anybody in here, uh, uh, you know, been overlooked at your job? You know? Yeah. You might. We have been, uh, we have been, uh, Stomped on, messed on. If you've been in this world long enough, you know, 
But I'm telling you, you are not fighting against flesh and blood. You're not wrestling in, 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 in with flesh and blood. You are supposed to be wrestling against the principalities and the powers and spiritual darkness, enemies that you can't see. But God says that we are not ignorant of his schemes. We're not ignorant of it. He wants to get us against each other. He wants to, uh, uh, everything just about is in this Bible. I tell you, you know, cause have, have y'all ever, have, have, ever, um, you know, yes, you have. I won't say it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in the scripture, I just tell you what the scripture said. The scripture said that uh, somebody in, 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 in the church, they were saying, I'm a Paul. I'm a Peter. I'm a Jesus Christ. And, and Paul said, well, wait a minute. I didn't die for you. They didn't die for you. You can't be, you know, I prefer this one. I prefer that one. Don't we do that? Don't we do that? Yeah, yeah we do that. We do that. Yeah. It's, it's sad, but we do. We do. And, and then the enemy tries to get you against each other just like that. You know, even your children will tell you uh, if you have more than one. Uh, they'll say, well, well, you like them more than you like me. You favor them. You let them get by with anything, you know. And, and so um, it's, not, it's not true, hopefully, but, but sometimes we do uh, because sometimes uh, one is very compliant and the other one is not. You know, uh, but we still have to we still have to treat them the same because we love them the same. We have to do that. We have to do that. And so I'm I'm, I'm just trying to help us now to make this thing real because there's no 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 reason of teaching something if it's just well we gave you the word so uh, that's it we heard it we're not gonna do it but we heard it. You know, uh, we want to try to try to put our flesh aside and walk this thing out. That's what we got to try to do. And so I said, well, God, I know that that there are things in all of our lives that we have to straighten up. We really do. If we're going to walk the way you said we're supposed to walk. That's what that's what, that's what we got to do. And. I know that that it is hard to do. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12. Let's go there. In Revelation, even though we do have an enemy, even though we can't sin, we know that we're not ignorant of his devices. We know what he's going to try to do. We know that he's an accuser of the brethren. I mean, I can go to a lot of scripture, uh, but he, he's the accuser of the brethren, isn't he? He's going to accuse. He's going to try to get you to accuse your brother or sister in the Lord. He's going to try to get you to 
talk against your brothers and sisters because that's what he does. He was always before God accusing the brother. And we saw it in Scripture, right? And we saw it in, in, in Job. Didn't we see it? Have you seen my servant Job? He's, you know, there. Ah, I tell you what, you just, you, you, I, I tell you what, you just let me touch him. You, you got a, 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 a kind of wall around. Let me touch him. And if I touch him, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna deny you. He's going to do that. He's always accusing something. Always accusing us. We can't get into that game of accusation. We can't get in that game. You know? We're not going to tolerate it. We're not going to tolerate it. And you see a, a great worship team. Don't you see a great worship team up there? And they are different voices. They are different. They are different people, you know. And and we we had we had at one time uh, about three different worship leaders uh, that we'll have. Uh, Stella would lead sometime. Don and Laura would lead sometime. Jack Van Gripper leads sometime. We just had different worship leaders. And I know how easy it is to fall in that situation. You'll say, well, yeah, I like Jack the way he leads. Someone said, oh, I like, I, I like Stella when she leads. Well, I like Don Laura when they lead, you know. Well, how about why don't you just enjoy worship and worship God? You know, why don't you do that? You know. And then we could do the same thing, even though Stella's the leader. Um, Stella was gone one Sunday, you know, and I know nobody said, well, worship was great because uh, when, when, when Stella was gone, nobody said that, did they? <laughs> nobody said that. Nobody said that, you know, nobody said that. Not unless Stella or Sam here, <laughs> you wouldn't say that. No, no. But it is tempting to do that. It is tempting to do that. It's tempting to say, you know, I tell you what. When when Virgil teaches, man, goosebumps just go right up me, you know. And then when when Willie teaches, man, I tell you what, just as dry as a, as a desert. <laughs> And see, what Satan, what Satan will say, well, you know what, Virgil? He won't let you teach me once a month because he's jealous. And then, I mean, Satan is an accuser. I'm just telling you now. I'm just telling you, you have to, you have to get behind me, Satan. You, you have to do that because if you're not ignorant of his devices, you will fall into that stuff. And what will what, what happen is that you will hinder your own blessings. I'm telling you. You hinder your own blessings. Let God be God. You see? And let us serve him. In, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, that's uh, in there. Um, it says, And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. What does he do? Deceives the whole world. 
prophecy. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, see, accuser, that's who, who Satan is, has been thrown down, he who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame him. How are we going to overcome him? Because of the blood of the Lamb. And because of the word of our testimonies, eh? We got, we got to get, you got to get out there with some testimony. What, what is it, what, what's a while of the, a while of the, uh, a strategy of Satan? What, what's one of the strategies? To ruin your reputation so that you won't have a good testimony. That's what he wants to do. And they did not love their life even when faced with death. So we can't we can't love our our life, this our, our flesh life. We can't love having our own way. We have to say, you know what? I'm going to muzzle this roofless, this uh, little member of mine called a tongue. It, it is deceitful. It is a world of iniquity. The word says it. World of iniquity. And it wants to waggle. It wants to move. It wants to just say things. It wants to be moved because the word says it's set on fire by, come on, hell. Did you hear what I said? That's scripture. That's scripture. So we have to say, no, no, no. That's a, that's a, I know, I know, I know he wants me to say something. Satan wants me to say something. I'm not saying it. These principalities, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. No, no, no. And see, he, over, over this Lynchburg, you know, is many prayer people say, you know, it's like a, a religious spirit. Over Lynchburg, you know. We want to play church. We don't want to be the church, you know. And see, there's the principalities, see, principalities. And so we, we'll, we'll, we'll continue with this, this message because we, uh, we haven't even gotten on the whole arm of God yet. We know we're supposed to put it on, and we know we're supposed to put on Jesus. We don't put on the, the arm of light. We haven't gotten to it yet, but we're going to get to it. And when we come out, when we come through this series, we're gonna say, "He is not gonna have any place in me. He's not have, gonna have any place in my marriage. He's not gonna have a place in my workplace. He's not gonna have a place in my church. He's not gonna have a place in Lynchburg. He's not gonna have a place in Virginia. He's not gonna have a place in the United States because we are going to defeat him because we know." What God has said, and we know who the enemy is, and therefore he's not going to get away with it. When do y'all pray? On t- Thursday night, we're going to go to prayer. We're going to war against the heavens, and we're going to do something, right? Hey, we're going to do something. We're going to do something. Praise God. Let's have communion.
Well, I'm going to come up here, so I don't have to reposition my camera. I can't be two people at once. God hasn't done that miracle yet. I don't know if you all would want that. <laughs> all right, good morning. Pastor, you sure you weren't peeking at some of my notes? I guess that's the Holy Spirit. Um, as we begin, though, I would just remind anyone watching online, give you a little time, uh, whether it's live, whether it's later, um, you too can participate. So just grab some juice, water, soda, crackers, cookies. I don't. It doesn't matter what the element is. It's it's the motivation and why we're doing this. So. So, uh, yeah, we're here to, to re- remember and to celebrate that blood that gives us the power over the accuser. So, uh, like I said, some of my notes were uh, will cross reference exactly what we're talking about. So, so when Pastor asked me to lead communion today he was doing what he does best you all know him he's an encourager and he pushes (laughs) so he pushes me out of the nest out of my comfort zone truly today Um, what he probably didn't know as a lover of history and the church calendar because I grew up in a Methodist church so tradition and um, was was part of my upbringing he probably didn't recognize that the first Sunday of October is World Communion Sunday so I kind of love that I'm like oh Tell me more about World Communion Sunday, which means we're not doing this alone, by the way. So this tradition started in 1933 out of Shadyside Presbyterian Church, a landmark historic church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm a native of. So it's been going on for 88 years. And the whole purpose of it was an attempt to bring churches together. We just talked about churches being separate, right, in the service of Christian unity in which everyone might receive both inspiration and information, and above all, to know how important the church of Jesus Christ is and how each congregation is interconnected with each other. So I think it's pretty exciting and cool to think that we are remembering God's sacrifice, his goodness and faithfulness together today with thousands, probably millions um, of brothers and sisters around the world in our family. So when considering what to share, I've been thinking about it for, for a while and God's been dropping some things in and he, uh, you know, he, he nudged me to get a little vulnerable and a little honest with you all because as we just learned, Satan is an accuser. And a lot of times we think they're the, we're the only one dealing with something, right? We're the only one he's accusing or pointing that finger at, and that's not true. Um, so growing up, you know, I, I – I, I, I've had to learn over the years and still learning, frankly, how powerful the gospel is um, and where I've got it wrong a lot of my life. Like, you know, as a kid and probably teens and actually young adult, like re-asking Jesus into my heart. Oh, you sinned. Now you've got to get saved again. I don't know if anyone else is like that, but I know there are people like that. I was one of them. Um, you know, or how good have I been, you know, um, more performance-based rather than heart-based um, Measuring my status with God, um, it, it didn't help. Um, it didn't help when it got time for communion, and you know Paul talks about worthy. Well, none of us are worthy in ourselves, but that word didn't help with that kind of a mentality. And God's been renewing my mind. Um, so when I'd see the communion elements out, it's like oh, pit in my stomach. Um, You know, what have I done? Um, Am I ready? Am I worthy? You know, that word worthy. So Paul does say in 1 Corinthians 11 um, to the same church that we just heard about, um, 
Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Boy, that's pretty serious. I didn't want that to be me. But since we're doing this in remembrance of what Jesus did through his death, he tells us do this in remembrance. You don't remember something in the future. You don't remember something you did today or you're going to do. You remember what has been done. So I'm looking, we're looking back to what he already did. Um, it tells me that even my recent sins are taken care of. Paul says we have died. He doesn't say we will die. We are dying. He says we have died. And that's death, past tense. He says our life is hidden. You know, in hide and seek, the kids like to be found. But we won't be found without Christ being found first because we're hidden in Christ. God sees the finished work of Jesus when he looks at us. Hebrews says forgiveness is once for all. Jesus himself said, it is finished. So the word shatters those lies that Satan throws at me and maybe you. Um, Total forgiveness, as long as we have made that decision and given him our heart, of course. So the unworthy reference can't mean that. And so I've done a little digging because I wanted to, to be accurate and expound on that a little bit since that's what was getting me sometimes. Um. It was my lie, maybe yours. So it had to be something else. I think what Paul is saying is that if we come to the Lord's Supper in a cavalier or callous or careless way that doesn't discern the seriousness of what happened on the cross, it's not good. It won't be good for us. Um, it helps to know what was going on. And, and Pastor already, like I said, he read my notes. He talked about some of what was going on in, in the church in Corinth. Um, but in the verses that precede that unworthy reference and then talk about the elements later in the chapter, these people were in divisions. Um, again, we talked about divisions. We have a lot of reason to be divided right now. Um, wherever you stand on whatever political or social spectrum, there's a lot of ways we can be divided as a church and as a people. Um, some of them were coming and just getting drunk. They were coming to eat the Lord's Supper as their dinner. You know, there was all kinds of things like that going on. So in context, the whole thing was really about their heart motives. Um, so we need to guard against those divisions today. Again, in a world that seems divided about every single thing there is. So about that time in Corinth, um, I read uh, a quote that I wanted to share from author and Pastor John Piper. He said they were debasing the Lord's Supper by connecting it too closely to their regular supper. And some people had lots to eat. Others had nothing. So they weren't considering each other. Um, Paul said, eat your own supper at home and then come for the Lord's Supper. So this morning, I just want to encourage you, know that you, if you have given your heart to Christ, you are forgiven. It's not about that. Um, Jesus died while you were his enemy. But for all of your sins, not just the ones that you're already committed because they were all future. So that work is complete. We're incomplete because we're working out our salvation, but Jesus' work is complete. Paul later does advise us that we examine ourselves because we don't want to share in this without discerning the body of Christ. And that's what he was warning against. So we need to turn our focus back to the cross, not on ourselves, back to the cross and what he's done. So to me, that also means remember his goodness, his love, his faithfulness. As Laura shared, we've had a trying week, and he's been very faithful. Remember his mercy. That's what shatters the lies, too. He is so merciful in his amazing grace. 
So remember all he's done for us already. As we confess and repent of anything he may reveal to us today, we shouldn't fear taking part in this gift of fellowship. That's what this is. And with Christ and with each other. Um, so even if you have thoughts like I once did, see through the lie. <laughs> and uh, Or if you never did, be glad. You didn't have to wrestle with that. And just realize that God shows that, that our hearts are toward God because we want to honor him and be in right standing. So let him renew your mind. He makes it easy for us to get there because in First John we read that if we confess our sins, as simple as that, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us. So before we proceed, um, let's just take a few moments right in your seat um, to search our hearts and just make sure we are discerning the cross as we do this. And if he gives something to you, um, confess it and just let it go. I think to honor the elements in the scripture, um, if we could all stand now for the rest of this. So, Father, none of us are worthy in ourselves. Our worth only comes through you. That you would want us and pursue us and purchase our salvation, giving us the promise of forever with you. We thank you that you delight in us and have called us by name to yourself. We remember now all that you have done for us and all your promises still to come. Amen. So Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So if you haven't, uh, get your wafer and juice ready. We'll remember together. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul writes, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's do that. Thank you, Father, for your body that was broken for us and for our sins. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And let's do that together. Paul concludes, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'll close with something else that I that I read also from John Piper. He said, when Jesus died, his shed blood and broken body offered up in his death on our behalf, purchased all the promises of God. Paul says all the promises of God find their yes in him. Every gift of God. And all our joyful fellowship with God was obtained by the blood of Jesus. So go with that promise today. Um, This is why we partake together as believers, not only in this building, but as I said, with multitudes of believers around the world today. So I'd 
encourage you to leave here remembering all that God through Jesus has already done for us and yet all that he promises to do in and through us. And that night in the upper room, oh, by the way, you can pass these in the basket. I think Isaac has that at the back when you leave. That night in the upper room, they sang a hymn before they departed. So Laura's going to lead us in a chorus as Jackie comes to bless us. Uh, as we as we go into this next week, remember our uh, 70 days of reading the Bible continues. And uh, the prayer teams can come up for us, please. I had a chance to come up and ask for prayer last week for some back pain. And uh, I'm thankful that things are better today. Thank you, Lord. Anything that you have need of, anything that you need agreement with, please uh, come up and Feel free to pray with these uh, precious couples who will believe with you. Uh, Before we leave today, let me speak this blessing over us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. Go in peace today. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.